0: Hey, this is Allegra, and I have a really exciting announcement. Several months back, I was checking my analytics for my podcast, and I noticed that I had passed the 100,000 download mark, and I put a note in my planner to put together some sort of celebration to thank all of my listeners for helping me reach this milestone, and then I blinked, and six months had passed. So I'm actually very close right now to 150,000 downloads, but we are going to move forward with celebrating 100,000 downloads. Why am I telling you this? Because there are two phases to my celebration, and both of them will benefit you, my awesome listeners. Phase one, I'm going to do an all Q&A episode. So the last episode in the month of February will be me answering all of the questions that you submit how can you submit a question? It's really easy. You can send me an email at podcast at allegrativity.com or you can go to the website at allegrativity.com slash QA, and you can record your question right there. You can record a short question, and then I'm going to answer it for you live on the show so that is phase one i'm going to do an entire episode that is dedicated to answering the questions that you have phase two which i'm going to tell you more about next week is we're actually going to have a contest where there's going to be a couple different things that you could do to help me celebrate the milestone and then you're going to win prizes what kind of prizes mugs t-shirts books subscriptions to Audible and a big old whopping $500 coupon sponsored by one of my other clients who wants to open up the world of coaching to one of you. So how do you get started? Go to Allegrativity.com slash QA to record your question or send me an email to podcast at Allegrativity.com to submit your question. I will gather up all the questions and then answer them in the last episode that I'm publishing in February 2023. Then for phase two, all you need to do is make sure you're on my email list. You can make sure that you're subscribed to the email on that same page, Allegrativity.com QA. You'll want to make sure you're on my email list, because when I open up the phase where you can start doing little fun activities in order to get entries into the overall prize drawings, that is how I'm going to communicate it through my email. So thank you so much for helping me reach this major milestone. I could not be more excited. And I thank you so very much. And I can't wait to thank you in more tangible ways over the next few weeks. Now, on to today's episode. Your Confident Self Podcast with Allegra Sinclair. Get ready to punch fear in the throat and gain confidence like never before. I help corporate women get the confidence to ask for the job they want and do the work they love. Isn't it time you got unstuck and showed the world how fabulous you are? Hey, welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. I am on fire about our guests this episode. We are talking about a topic that is sometimes controversial. This is definitely a Big Girl Panties episode because we're going to get into some things and you may want to have a pen and paper next to you, or you may just want to go ahead and schedule time in to listen to this episode more than one time. Because today I am so delighted to bring Trinette Laraba, also known as the Curvy Fit RN to the show. Her website and her programs challenge women to love themselves unapologetically, exercise consistently, and boldly, accept who they are to fulfill their purpose and change the trajectory of their legacy. This conversation is deep, y'all. Trinette is going to challenge you, she's going to encourage you, but most importantly, she's gonna prepare you to walk forward differently, understanding that confidence And curvy confidence is not something superficial that has to do with how you wear your nails or your hair, but a skill that you can develop, which absolutely impacts how you earn the money that you deserve. Let's get into it. So tell me why
1: curvy confidence? Where did the inspiration for that come from? Curvy confidence. I love this conversation. So what it came from was actually just me being me. Right. So what had happened was I had been running from my calling. And I know many of your listeners probably do not. (laughs) Jokey joke. Um, But I was running from my calling. I actually was supposed to um, start Curry Fit Chicks in um, the beginning of 2016. And I was like, I'm not doing that. Uh, I don't I don't want to do that. I I don't want to have to fight against people and go against the grain and all of that good jazz. And after I had my flip over truck accident, September 1st, 2016, and everything literally flipped upside down in my life. One of the things that uh, God and I had a conversation about uh, was me actually stepping into who I really am and doing what he created me to do and Mm -hmm. so one of those things was me accepting the body that I was gifted and I do call it a gift accepting that body in all its curvaceousness because I was born with this body I didn't even know I was born with this purpose right sometimes you know we have to mature into things and you know Things aren't always clear in the beginning, um, but they were certainly made clear to me um, during my healing process. And so I began to not only uh, forgive myself for wanting a different body for many years um, and trying to conform to what society said is uh, fits, is healthy and is attractive. Um, I had to really forgive myself for not accepting, um, that, you know, God doesn't make any mistakes. And so the body I was sent in was on purpose to help me fulfill purpose. And so I grew in my confidence and my self assuredness. The more I accepted who he said that I was, and it became the embodiment of um who I am what I am and why I am extremely confident in this curvaceous body
0: that is so deep in and of itself I just want to take a cracker to make sure I get all of that but you started off by saying that you were running away from your calling And Mm -hmm. that you weren't ready to take up the mantle of like challenging preconceptions or you sounded like you almost thought you would get in trouble or you were going to do something that was controversial. So tell me what the controversy was around being confident in your body.
1: Oh, absolutely. It was definitely controversial. It definitely is controversial, but I don't really care. Right. (laughs) Uh, You know where I am. now. I really could care less, but it's controversial um, and it's only controversial because there have been so many lies um, put out there. Right. And so what I teach causes people to have full paradigm shifts. Um, Number one, that there is nothing wrong with the body that you came into the world with. There is nothing um, that's controversial. Um, I'm sorry. That's controversial. That is controversial, and I'll tell you why it's because so much of the narrative in society is conformity mm. and so and it's about everybody's body looking alike, which of course causes many women to you know turn to surgery, so we got every you know uh woman all of a sudden trying to look like a coca-cola bar gotcha mhm, mhm-, so you actually. Accepting the body that you came in is controversial, even revolutionary, <laughs> because Ooh, that means that the you're word, not trying
0: to. I'm sorry. I'm loving the word revolutionary. Yes, because there's something it's like it's painful to listen to, mm-hmm. not the way you're saying it. But think about that for just a woman, mm-hmm. just a moment rather. Right. As a woman to think that my body, whatever my body looks like. Right. But the right. way that I am built, mm-hmm. I should like rebel against the way I look and the fact that I might like me or accept me as controversial is so deep and so rooted in hate. It is. I'm not laughing because I think it's funny, but I'm like, wow, think about all the messages that we get as we're growing up as young women. Oh, my! there is something wrong with us or that we need to be different. And the money and the energy and the time we spend trying. I talk a lot about trying to pretend to be trying to be who you're not. Right. Right. But think I don't I usually talk about it from like a mental perspective or from like not showing up in your career, you know, like shrinking and being small in the workplace. But it takes it to a whole nother level. If I feel like I have to shrink physically
1: Mm -hmm. in order to be acceptable. Yes, that's deep. Yes. And I know you talk a lot about careers on here and in professional women. But this is the thing when you have not fully shown up in your body and learn to really embrace who you are authentically and love yourself wholly, that spills into other areas. So you cannot show up at the office and show up in presentations and feel 100% confident if there is not confidence fully in the body that you're walking in. It's definitely going to manifest itself. You will find yourself being more humble than you should be. You will Mm. find yourself questioning if you should even, you know, be at the forefront or feeling, you know, like all eyes are on me. You'll feel self-conscious even in what you're wearing. Right. I've spoken Mm. to many curvy women who um, delay becoming speakers because they're uncomfortable in their own body. And because they have inadequacies that they're feeling and insecurities, they project that on audiences and presume that, you know, they're feeling a certain way about them. So they're delaying even getting to their coinage, as I like to say. So confidence is connected to your coins. Okay. Um, and so. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Girl, <laughs> stop. Stop. <laughs> You're killing
0: me. This is like seven podcast episodes in one. The queenage. Uh, confidence is connect is affecting your coin. Girl, I, okay. We're going to have to go back. Sorry. We yes, just have ma'am. to go back. Okay. So, because I knew this. See, I told you it might be cold. Out- See, that's why it's cold outside. Because if you had all this fire going on and it was hot outside, who knows what might happen? There could be like a combustion in there. There could be something. See, it had to be cold <laughs> because this is so hot. So I'm going to take you back just a minute. So what you were saying was that you were running. So you were shrinking, pun intended. You were shrinking from your message because you thought the world wasn't ready to hear it. That's correct. So the first thing was that it was controversial to say that there's nothing wrong with your body. What were a couple other things that were controversial? Because it couldn't have been just that one thing that had you running from speaking your truth. So what other things were stopping you or delaying you?
1: Right. So the other thing that was delaying me was my size. I said, God, you know, I don't look like any of these folks, right? What folks? Uh, The folks that people have in their mind when they think about uh, fitness.
0: Oh.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Right. I was like, God, you know, I don't look like, you know, I don't look like that. I don't have, I don't have that body type either. And I said, oh, okay. So God, you want me out here To spread the message of gifting your body and that you can be healthy and fit in the body and in the shape that you have, that you can reach a level of, of excellency in your workouts and in fitness with this body. When there are, when I'm a registered nurse and I have had to go toe to toe with other nurses in the nurses at the nursing station, I've had them questioning how fit I was. Mm. Uh because also in their minds was okay to be fit you must be you know size four size six size eight in order in order to be fit and so I even had uh people who worked at the hospital actually and, and I'm going to say the secretary so the secretary at the um at the on the unit was making comments and I invited her to a workout Okay. I invited her to the workout. She was much slimmer than I was. Okay. And had said she had been working out at at a gym. She could not hang. Okay. I just want to wave my hanky so hard right now. (laughs) So, you know, I want to jump
0: up and down in my chair right now at you outworking (laughs) the person, right? Because there is this fallacy that thin equals healthy, right? And that conversely, fat. Must equals, mean, mm-hmm. I know you say curvy, but can I just, I'm just going to speak the unspoken that fat means unhealthy. Well, that's all right. And that thin see,
1: means healthy. Right. Right. And that's not true. It's not true. And I like to tell people, um, you know, I transformed from curvy fat to curvy fit. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. because one of the, one of the things is that the, my curvy body type will always exist. It doesn't matter how how small I become, that frame is always going to be curvy. Mm -hmm. Um, But yes, definitely transform from curvy fat to fit, most definitely. Uh, But people struggle. And I mean, they really struggle with seeing me in my natural body transforming into becoming an even fitter person because I am not for... Trying to make my body look like what you want it to look like in order for you to understand what fitness is. Because so many people, you know, are wearing the waist trainers, (laughs) let's keep it 100, are wearing quote unquote shapewear, and I don't wear any of that. So, what you're seeing is the actual how a natural body transforms. And so, because I am saying there's no need for you to, you know, wear something to create an illusion of a shape that you do not have, because I am saying that you can be healthy and fit at your size as long as you are putting in the work. And I have gone, you know, I've explained to my doctor, if you look at the numbers, numbers don't lie. Okay. Numbers don't lie. I I have no chronic illnesses or diseases. You know, all my tests come back extremely well. My blood pressure is low normally because I'm extremely fit. Okay,
0: so when you say numbers don't lie, the first thing Mm -hmm. that popped into my head was the number I think of from the doctor's office when it comes to weight and fitness is BMI.
1: Hmm. I see. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. I see where you're going there, ma'am. Uh-huh. So right. I was mm-hmm. loving
0: it that you then went on to say numbers don't lie. And I was like, oh, where's she going here? She's about <laughs> to hurt people's feelings. But no, what you said was, hey, my numbers are good. My blood pressure is good. my I mean, you didn't mm-hmm. say all this, but the numbers right. that we might focus on instead of BMI would be, you know, your blood pressure, your I don't know, your heart rate, your cholesterol, right? Those types of things versus like just straight BMI. Is that what you're Correct. suggesting? is is bmi a lie let me just ask is bmi a
1: lie i'm suggesting your lab work i'm suggesting how well your your heart is functioning how well is are your lungs functioning right all of that i'm talking about bmi is garbage okay i am i am not a proponent of that nonsense um <laughs> no, don't and do it. How I mean. do you really? Don't how
0: do you really feel? <laughs> Sorry, I'm like, I'm like, that is so tweetable. You know, I'm going to tweet that, right? dmi <laughs> is garbage. Did you say garbage or trash? dmi is garbage. It is. Um, where did dmi come from?
1: And, and how did it get to be the standard if it's garbage? Because we live in America, that's why. Okay, oh girl. And you because just we hurt everybody's, America, everybody's feelings. Because we live in America, <laughs> where we create consumers. Okay, so we have to have these uh, parameters that will allow us to sell people things when they get to certain numbers. Oh, wait a minute. Are you
0: suggesting, Trinette? I am entrusting my audience to you. Are you suggesting to my people that BMI and the systems we have that support the story? that you have to be a certain size to be valued is built around our ability to sell crap to people to try to make them be a certain size. Is that on here on Beyonce's
1: internet? Is this what you are saying, Trinette? That is exactly what I'm saying. What? That is exactly what I am saying. Yes, ma'am. Yes, it is.
0: So you talked about the things that people will buy In order to try to pretend to be a certain size. So I heard you say shapewear and you said something about a waist thing. So here's my question. Mm -hmm. Waist trainer. So that doesn't actually make you smaller. It just makes it look like you're smaller. And then when you take it off, you look like your regular
1: self. Correct. And that's working for people. (laughs) Because what happens when you take it off? It works for people. It makes them feel better uh, because for the time being, they look different. Oh, and, uh, you know, and I'm all about people being able to see what they look like all of the time <clears throat> and love what they see all of the time. There is absolutely no need to create a different look and shape because it makes other people feel better or other people will assume that you're smaller and why mm. do you feel the need? What, what these people really should be asking themselves is why do they feel the need to create an illusion of a different shape in their clothing so that other people can see them and have what type of assumptions? And why does that validation even matter? And what would be so wrong with showing yourself as you are? So I'm going to take a couple of
0: guesses here. Uh-huh. Uh, It's important to me, not me, it could be important to someone to look a certain way if Mm -hmm. they have been raised to believe that there's only one way to look Mm -hmm. and that, you know, that is not the way that you look. Right. right? Mm -hmm. So it would make sense that I would want to look more like the people who society has decided are visible. Right. I remember when Beverly Johnson was first on a magazine cover and Mm -hmm. at the time I was young. So it's not like I thought to myself, wow, this is a self-actualized black woman who's like breaking barriers for all of us. (laughs) At the time, my little self was just like, oh, look, a woman who looks kind of like people I know is on a magazine. Right. I didn't realize the depth of that moment. Right? I didn't realize the impact of that moment. But the second thing that I thought was that she looked a lot like the other people I saw on the magazines. I'm not hating Beverly Johnson is stunning. right? But what I'm saying is the first time I saw a larger model in a magazine blew my mind because my first thought wasn't, my first thought was not that she was big. My first thought was that she was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then later it struck me that People in magazines all tend to look alike and they didn't look like this plus size model. So there is this definite emphasis in our society on a particular type, you know, straight hair, blonde is even better, but like straight hair, specific features thin body, though now it cracks me up because people are buying butts and lips. Girl, did you ever think there would be a day when people would be buying butts and lips? Because we have had having butts and lips this whole time. And everybody was <laughs> trying to tell us that butts and lips were wrong, right? We were trying to right. make our lips look smaller and like trying to tie our butts down. And now people are buying what we have naturally had. Exactly. I'm just saying that's a whole other podcast episode. It but is. It makes sense to me that People can get wrapped up in trying to look different if they think that that other way of looking benefits them, if it will make them more successful, if it will make them more lovable, if that will make them more happier. And there is this insidious conversation now. You hear often when they're talking about Lizzo and they're like, oh, it's not about her size. We just want her to be healthy. You don't know that child's health, right? You've heard that, right? Oh, and I'm like, oh, where's all this concern? Okay. Don't get me started. I'm trying to behave myself today. I'm trying to behave a little bit. Right. But the new conversation is, oh, it's not about their size. You're encouraging people to be unhealthy. Right. Right. What you have laid out for us very clearly is we don't know that because we don't know what the lab work is. Mm. But if she could produce for you lab work that showed she is just as healthy, if not healthier than your girlfriend, then what? Because then we would deal with what's really happening because nobody's really concerned about your health. They have decided what attractive is and they have decided that you are not it for whatever completely subjective reason they have decided. Right. Every year there's a new shade of hair, of lips. Right. There's a new color and there's all this (laughs) pressure on women to jump on board with whatever that is. And then buy that new thing so that they can be acceptable and appropriate and loved and happy. And I'm telling them, forget all of that. So tell me what kind of pushback you have gotten for, t- for telling that story, for saying, nah, oh, forget wow. that.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. I have, I've gotten called fat, unprofessional. I have been told to put the fork down, right? Oh, wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Making assumptions, right? Um, I have been, people have stopped having conversations with me Because Um, you were supposed to be apologetic about your career. I was, I was supposed to be Mm -hmm. apologetic. And since you clearly didn't understand your
0: assignment. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) You clearly didn't understand your assignment. So they talked terribly to you. And yes. some even stopped talking to you. That's correct. So, where did you get the courage? So, I talk a lot about punching fear in the throat. So, mm-hmm. where did you get the courage to punch the naysayers in the throat and continue to talk about curvy
1: fitness? The deeper I went in myself and the stronger my relationship with God became, the more courageous I became. And the more I fully. Embraced the message because, at the end of the day, the message is for you to know yourself, love yourself, accept yourself, and let all of those things push you to act and behave in ways that align with the values that you have for yourself. So, everything that is produced from Kirby Fit Chicks will give you self confidence self-reliance, self-validation, you will be a 100% warrior woman who does not need any hand clap, congratulations or compliments from anyone else on the outside to feel fulfilled. This is very important because it gives you the freedom that this world will never give you. That's a big promise. I oh, love it in every mo- I'm loving oh, every it. Oh, it definitely it definitely will because the more um, the more you do, for example, let me give you an example. Curvy fit chicks, right? <laughs> Curvy fit chicks. I remember when I first started, I would get all of these likes and comments and follows and whatnot. As I continued, it died down. But that was from people I knew. Then everything, you know, shifted. And then those who were in alignment with my message came along. But if I was just waiting for validation from the outside or waiting for a hand clap to get the courage to continue speaking truth, then I would not have continued. See, Kirby Fit Chicks is very much a part of me as much as I'm a part of it. It is a, it is a core part of my being. And so I become more courageous every day. Every single day, because I am very secure in who I am and I'm very secure on what I'm meant to do. And I know that igniting that light within other women to be bold and courageous and to have the audacity (laughs) to be who they are. Um, that will allow them to be their best in the world and for them to transform lives that they are connected to. Because the thing about it is if if I don't show up courageously and if I am not doing my work, then that means I will not ever be ready to transform the lives of women who are waiting to hear what is in me. Because what God gave to me is not in anyone else. So if I don't, if I don't embrace this, and be bold and visible in it, then I am causing a delay in other women's transformation, and I don't want to be that person. So it's extremely important to me to stay courageous, even in the face of adversity, even in the face of uh, people who don't get it. Because so if they don't get again, it, once mm-hmm. again, once again, I feel like I could be like, mm-hmm. let's just go ahead and thank you for coming to oh. the talk. <laughs>
0: That was so good. But let me ask a question. So yes, I think what we're talking about, ooh ma'am, don't make me feel old. Oh. Yeah, I thought we were gonna be friends. I we thought are that um I just had a birthday, so I'm a little sensitive. <laughs> I'll be honest about I'm- that. You but, know, I'm Southern. Uh, <laughs> it's a habit. I'm sorry. I know, right? I called somebody, sir, the other day. And the child, I said, sir, to was younger than me. And he looked at me like, and I was like, I'm sorry. I have a Southern... I had a Southern <laughs> belle mama and a Jamaican daddy. I just have a formal speech pattern. Just roll with it. Don't right, get crazy right. Just roll with it. But what we're talking about really is, and what is so important about what you have said is... What we're talking about feels like it might be surface or superficial, right? We're talking about being comfortable in your skin and like being curvy, right? But we'll go back to what you said earlier which is when you're not confident in who you are, you show up differently. You shrink. You're more right. humble than you should be. You right. let other people take credit for what it is that you have done. You right. don't step to the table and say, "No, I don't want to be an associate director when the person I'm reporting when I'm the person I'm replacing was a director. But you want Correct. me to be an associate director." No, right? When the other Person who's doing what it is that I'm doing, they're a VP. But you want me to continue to be a manager, right? And you'll move right. So we don't ask for what we deserve. We don't show up as powerfully as we should. If there's anything that's making us feel less confidence, whether it's how we talk to ourselves, the fact that we don't recognize when we're being a complete badass, right? There's a number of different reasons, but one of them, which is about physicality, is it's not just about you wearing the right size skirt. It is about you stepping into who you are powerfully because there are people waiting for you. This isn't light. This is heavy stuff we're talking about. If you don't get everything out of your way in order to be who you are, somebody's not going to become who they are because as you just said, they're waiting on you because your message is for you. Nobody else can tell your story. So if you don't get, the stuff that's on you off you so you can tell your story, you know that that is connected to others who will not be able to be who they are. That is a deep responsibility. It really is. But it's important because how you feel about yourself then impacts how you show up in other areas, what kind of Mm -hmm. mom you are, what kind of sister you are, what kind of employee you are. So I understood you to say that you kind of stepped away from society's lies by getting a deeper relationship with God all over that, right? Thought life, prayer life, critical. Were there like three, are there a couple of exercises you can give people or a couple of tools that you can offer to the audience today to help them act on how they begin to think differently? So when I work with my clients, we talk a lot about what it is that they do and like how they view themselves. But once they figure that out and they decide that they want to be viewed differently, they have to act on that. So just knowing Mm -hmm. isn't enough. You have to walk it out. So are there a couple of things that you can suggest to people for the head part? Because we're going to talk about fitness next. Are there a couple of things you can suggest to help you get your mind right so that you can reject the things that aren't serving you while you work on becoming, what'd you say you went from curvy fat to curvy fit? So yes. are there a couple of exercises you could do for your head, for your mind
1: right. while you're working on your body? Absolutely. So if you are someone that is a uh, spiritual or religious, definitely, I would say, uh, read whatever that is. So for me, it was a Bible. Um, so whatever that is for you, I would definitely say to do that. The other thing I would definitely tell you to do is to um journal, right? So when you are going through whatever that study piece is, like I said, the Bible for me, when I would read scripture, I wouldn't just read it and then that was it. I would read the scripture and I would have a, a blank line journal and I would ask myself, what is this scripture really saying? And what am I? you know, really supposed to get from this and how can I apply this to my life right now? So that's what I did. Also, affirmations are beautiful, right? One of the things that I did was, and I tell others to do, is to find affirmations that work on what you're working on, because you have to be able to reprogram your thoughts, Right. So that's a way to reprogram your thoughts is to replace them with positive thoughts about that particular thing. Um, And so you're going to replace those thoughts. You are also going to listen to podcasts surrounding those specific topics. Um, That would be the third thing. And the fourth thing you're going to do is to if it's not within your circle now. You need to change circles and you need to be surrounded by people who are already um, aligned and not only aligned, but actually living out like their behaviors are actually aligned with how you aspire to be. So that when you're in conversation with these people and when you are going out doing normal things, because it is second nature to them, you will automatically receives the messaging subliminally as you're also working through the scriptures, the affirmations and the journals to change your thoughts as well as listening to the podcast. So that's yummy. I am mm-hmm. another big, I don't know if you knew this, but I'm also
0: a big believer in affirmations because I think when I was coming up, I knew that I needed to not talk to myself badly, right? I can't remember who mm-hmm. said it, but there's this famous saying that's like, um, most of us would get arrested if we talked to our friends the way we talk to ourselves. Right. Um, I don't know who would do that, like the bad talk police. But anyway, the, the point is that we talk to ourselves in a way we would never talk to anybody else we care about. Right. right? But we do it to ourselves all the time. So I knew that I needed to change how I talk to myself. But what I didn't understand initially was that it wasn't just enough to stop talking about myself badly, but I had to start talking about myself in a way that was more powerful. Right. Kind of like you can't just like stop doing something. Correct. Okay, I want to stop. I don't know. I do. I have bad habits. Yes. I don't know what's, if I have any of them that I want to share right now on this podcast. <laughs> <But> it's easier <laughs> for me to stop doing something I don't want to do if I replace it with a better habit. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So, In the absence of something, if you make space in your life, something else will fill it. That's a great thing, right? We want to remove stuff that isn't serving us. So stuff that serving us can come in. But when you're talking about your thought life, we have millions of thoughts a day. So if I tell myself, okay, stop thinking about pink elephants, what am I going to do? Think about pink elephants. But instead of saying to myself, stop thinking about pink elephants. If I say to myself, think about lavender turkeys. I will think about lavender turkeys. So that's what affirmations are. They're lavender turkeys. So instead of (laughs) thinking to myself, oh, I'm too old for that job, or, um, oh, uh, I shouldn't, you know, try to date this guy because he won't find me attractive, right? Instead, you fill your thoughts with positive thoughts around, I am so attractive and funny. He'd be a fool not to want me, right? I am so overqualified for this job. I'm surprised they're not chasing me down, trying to offer it to me in the parking lot. While neither of those are affirmations, they are powerful, energy-changing thoughts. So, I loved your suggestion to use an affirmation that applies to what it is that you're working on, because that's the other thing I see in my practice a lot, that someone will have been working on something that isn't their issue Mm. because that's easy or they had Mm -hmm. a tool for that. Right. Right. So um, I work with a lot of people who are completely comfortable making a lot of money, but they'll be thinking of or working on affirmations around money. And I'm like, oh, okay. So are you having a challenge in that area? Do you feel like you don't deserve your salary? No. No oh, okay. Did you used to think that you didn't deserve that? No. Okay. So not for nothing, but why are you working on something that isn't a problem? Are there some things that you might like to work on instead? That's all I'm asking, right? A good coach asks good questions. (laughs) So are there things that you would like to work on? Because maybe we could work on some of those things. So I love that to the council to journal and for you you were uh journaling what you were reading in scripture right so that you could apply what you learned and then using affirmations to change how you think about yourself because what you think about you bring about and then you said to listen to a good podcast that um i love that um because i love listening to podcasts but it goes into your ears even when you think you're not paying attention and it lives in you right it plants grow into good stuff but then I loved the council to change circles girl you hurting some people's feelings right now I was just <laughs> stepping all over them so you mean I can't be different if I continue to hang out with the people doing the stuff I knew I shouldn't have been doing is that what you're trying to say here on Beyonce's internet
1: <laughs> absolutely 100 <100%. laughs> percent
0: oh I have to act on the things that want to that I want to be different. I have to think about being different. Mm-hmm. I have to support myself with my good thoughts. And then I need to be around people who are about the things I want to be about. That's right. That's pretty cut and dry. So tell me in your purpose for your website, you talked about exercising consistently. Yes. So we've all heard that. So why is exercising consistently important and how, if I haven't been exercising with the way of the world, can I build in exercise consistently? Because let's say somebody's listening to this and they are raising their hand. They are ready to love themselves more unapologetically and they want to boldly step into what it is that they know they're supposed to do and they don't want anything to prevent them, especially not physical health. So does exercise, does all exercise consistently work or
1: is it a specific type? Talk to me about that. Not a problem. So... Exercise, I like to go over what exercise is for, right? So the short of it is that exercise is so that you are improving your bodily systems so that they work efficiently and effectively, okay? Um, on the on the shortest level, the, the, the smallest definition I can use for exercise, right? Um, that is the point. And so every body requires and needs exercise. That's just period, everybody. And so why is exercise important? Well, for this for the simple fact that your body is working all of the time. And for anything that works all of the time, you want it working effectively and efficiently. okay? So exercise is going to allow your body to do just that on a regular basis. When you are exercising consistently, that is a communication to your body that communicates to your body many things. It communicates how much sleep we're going to need, how much water we're going to need. How often can we empty out our bodies? How effective are is the release of natural processes? I'm trying to keep this as clean as possible, Allegra. OK, you know?
0: so everybody, it's a grab your big girl panties moment.
1: So people aren't going to the bathroom. People are not going to the bathroom. No. Some people are I didn't going know to the that. bathroom uh, once a week. Really? Yes. <laughs> How? Oh my Lord, girl, you are blowing my mind. I'm like, wait,
0: waste is supposed to leave your body for a reason. Yes, ma'am. So we're so designed, that's what we I'm, are fearfully and wonderfully made to take yes. out the bad stuff. But sometimes the bad
1: stuff only leaves us once a week. Yes. Mind blown. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And some people are going three times a week. Once again, okay. it should be every single day. Okay. Every single day. Because think about it. If waste is staying in your body longer than it should be, what do you think is happening? Right? I'm sitting here right now thinking, well, what's it doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where is it going? What is it doing? And is it inviting friends? That is is, what I'm thinking. Exactly. Right. So that's how we build up the toxins. That's how we end up, you know, getting other, um, disease processes and whatnot. Right. Because our system is, is backed up. That's how we start seeing different things on our skin. Right. Because things are not going out. We start clogging the system. Just about moving to lose weight.
0: No. Exercise ma'am. is to keep the machinery. So I think of my body like a car. So yes. exercise is to keep it is to keep the car working optimally, but in absolutely. addition, it is a health thing because yes. it makes sure that I can take in and release. Yes. What I need to take in vitamins, nutrients, proteins, all that stuff, and then release the stuff that I don't need, because that's how we're made, right? Like that's exhaust, exactly nobody it. would pump, nobody would want the exhaust from their car to stay <laughs> in the car. Correct. Right? Mind blown. So exercise plays a bigger role in Absolutely. overall health. See, I always heard of exercise related to weight loss, not related to health. I'm just going to be honest about that. I don't know where I grew up or what, or because I'm a woman, but I never heard somebody tell me that I should exercise to keep my body working well. I only heard I should exercise when I was talking about losing weight. And I'm not mad at that, but I would have been much more inclined to start doing it earlier (laughs) if I knew that.
1: (laughs) Right. And which is which is why I'm changing the narrative because it goes back to what we talked about earlier. The narrative is around weight because then we can have you focusing on that number and have you buying diets and which I have a quotation marks diets to continually work, to get that number. Mm. You see, so it's going to put you in a cycle of the only time I think about exercise is when I think about weight loss. Yes. But Anyone in healthcare knows that exercise is for the improvement of your body, period. Right. My Uh, body is
0: improved from exercise. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. But if my Uh, body is improved by exercise, mm -hmm. then it also stands to reason that there's no particular
1: kind of exercise that I must do. The type of exercise you do depends on what your goals are in fitness. Okay. OK, now there are some people who are exercising, you know, just to maintain the body, being able to move without pain. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so these are going to be, you know, those who are doing very low impact things, your yoga, your um, walking, um, you know, and other just low impact type of exercises is more of the, that's more of a, a maintenance, um, not really trying to be hardcore. Right. Um, then there's also people who are training for a particular thing. So if they're training for a marathon, there's people who train for obstacle courses, for example, um, definitely it's going to be more high impact. There are people who like myself, I train for life. Just I train for life period. Cause I never know what's going to happen. I'm a single woman. I am a mother. I live in South Florida. Anything can pop off at any time. And so, because <laughs> my motto is if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. And so mm-hmm. I train, I train very rigorously, uh, three days a week and I do, I do high impact, very, um, intense type of exercises, I like to do things like I call them compound exercises so that every even in my workouts, I'm about efficiency. So compound exercises allow me to work multiple muscle groups simultaneously. So I don't have to, you know, exercise seven days a week, which I am not a advocate of exercising seven days a week. Uh, Because I'm also a person that is all about your overall health. And so resting and sleeping are two uh, things that people tend to skip as if it's not a part of their health. And it's it's very integral to you being able to do any and everything that you do, because that is when we recover. But yeah, so exercise allows your body to be able to be effective, efficient, and also allow you to do what you want to do whenever you want to. This is very important because, like I said earlier, I'm all about women being free and having freedom. So, when you have a fit body because you're exercising consistently, right, you're able to do whatever you want without thinking. So, that means you can travel, pick up things, bend down reach for something without having to have those other thoughts in mind. And we know those thoughts. Will I be able to get back up if I get down there?
0: (laughs) Right.
1: Um, You know,
0: I'm laughing so hard because I was watching House. I was watching House Hunters the other day, and uh this child—they had a crazy-looking chair. It looked like the letter S, and she got down in that chair, and I was like, "See, that's pre-50-year-old knees." Because when she got down there, I thought to myself, "Sis." Yeah, I thought the chair was cute too. You're going to be able to get up off the floor on camera in that dress. I actually thought that to myself. And then the camera cut away and the next thing we knew she was standing up. But I did think that to myself. Mm-hmm. I, I just thought, you know, how elegant would her rise be? Because she went down graceful. Right, right. And so and the chair was cute. But yes, so I am in that part of that equation that you talked about where I might have a thought about will I be able to get back up?
1: Yes. Yeah. And so you. because you're doing it all of the time, your body is able to do and maneuver however you want, when you want it to, that's the joy of being consistent in exercise and being disciplined because then now it becomes your everyday lifestyle.
0: I love so, that what we're talking about. Mary's the confidence that comes from a fit mind with the confidence that comes from a fit body. Yes. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: in my circle, we've been talking about sleep a lot lately because a couple of us have gotten this foolish watch. Y'all know the one that tells you every hour to stand up and move for an hour Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it tracks how you sleep. And I think that for years it was a badge of honor how little sleep I had gotten. Right. I traveled a lot. You know, I worked a lot of hours and I'd be like, whoo, I'm running on four hours sleep. It didn't even hurt my feelings to tell people that. Right. Because everybody talked like that. And now if I was to tell my circle that I was running on four hours sleep, they'd be like, okay, full stop. What is going on with you? (laughs) Right. (laughs) We have heard that from you twice. Let's get into it. Right. Mm -hmm. So there, there is a, it's like, uh, if we only knew then what we know now. Right. So I think your point about the timing and how you weren't ready to have the conversation and to tell the stories that you were telling until you had this long period of time where you were actually physically healing. And then you're like, okay, yep. Life is short. I'm ready to tell what I need to tell. But I think the, the most compelling thing about that to me is that there's something you can start today. Right. So I often Mm -hmm. will work with people who feel like, oh, I didn't do this thing. I messed up. So I was negotiating for a salary increase and I didn't ask for X. And now it's too late. Okay, so first of all, if you're still breathing, I don't believe it's too late. But second of all, okay, maybe that was too late for the situation. But that doesn't mean that you can't, you know follow up with that conversation in 90 days or six months or whatever right so there's always something that we can do and if we have not been loving ourselves and treating ourselves with respect and eating a diet that enables our bodies to roll like well-performing machines and we haven't been exercising consistently what's the best place for us to start tell the women what to do
1: the first place to start is in your mind okay You have to, uh, because a lot of the conversation in the mind is what I haven't done, and what I can't do, and the fear of if I do something, oh my goodness, I'm going to, you know, look silly or be embarrassed. Mm. So mm -hmm, that happens a lot. So you have to first change your mindset, right? Um, And I tell. I tell women, I am not the motivation. I'm more of a secondary motivation. Your primary motivation to exercise has to come from within. There has to be a why that you deeply believe in that's going to move you to want to exercise. Nobody can hope you to exercise over love you to exercise. None, <laughs> none of it will ever uh, make exercise stick. Even you if you're again. paying money, all willingly is Just not hurt- enough to make you stick. Just See? hurting
0: people's feelings. So are you oh, trying to tell me <laughs> that I can't make somebody else want to exercise? That's exactly I what s- I'm saying. I say all the time. Motivation is an inside job. It is an inside job. Whether we're talking about exercise, changing your life, anything, motivation, anything, an side job, but as so, women, mm-hmm. we believe that we we love so hard. We believe right. that we can love anything off of anybody at any right. time, any place, <laughs> anywhere. Right. So yes. we really do believe that we can love people into wanting stuff for themselves that they don't want. So right. I need you to say it again for the people in the back.
1: Yes. <laughs> I almost, I almost cannot. said, it. I said, yes, you saw it, it almost came out again. Yes. But mm-hmm. You cannot love someone into exercise. Okay. You can't force anyone into telling them what will happen because there are many people as a nurse that we have taken care of that has come through multiple times and continue to do things, even though they know the facts of what will happen. So mm-hmm. it's not, it's not just education. People are want to educate people to death. It's not education. <laughs> what it is, it has to be a reason that this person wants to uh, wants to really exercise. Okay, so you want to change once again all of the things we spoke about previously <laughs> to get started on the mindset. You want to do all of those, okay, all of those before you even get started, because I want you to be able to get started and it stays continually. I want it to be so natural to you. It's like you're brushing your teeth,
0: okay? And the work the work that you're talking about, the mindset work and the why work, right? The why work, yes. Is, that's what I call it, right? In my coaching circle, I call it like the why work. So why do you want this change? Why do you want this change? Why do you want it right now, right? I ask why a lot, ask any of my clients. I'll be like, who that child loves the question, why? Because <laughs> <laughs> I do. Why do you want this right now, mm-hmm? Why? Mm-hmm. Okay. Why right now? Mm-hmm. Okay. Why right now with me? Right. Because why is important? Because why outlast the initial excitement? It right? always so does. At this time of year, there's a whole lot of people who are making promises about what they're going to do different. And because it's that time of year that people do this. But my point is why will have you continue with your transformation in March? Absolutely. Beginning of the year hype is long gone. That's why Um, we focus on the why. So what you're saying is, mm -hmm. if I have not been doing these things, that the first thing I need to do is get my mind fit because knowing my why and having a fit
1: mind will then help me with the other pieces of the puzzle. It most certainly will. Mm -hmm. And I I just want to say because so many women listen to your podcast, okay? And your children should not be a part of your primary why Ooh, that's, that's why what I, I tell that. my audience. what do you mean same they, can, they cannot be I so many times moms will come and say I want to you know I want to do this for my kids I want to do this for my family oh I want to be healthy for my family that's not it why not? that's not it <laughs> I Wait, tell them listen, you, came into, you came into the world alone and complete You did not come into the world with children and a husband. Okay. That's not how you came into the world. So why you want to exercise and change your life has to solely be caught up in you. Mm. And until you find out the answers to that question, you'll continually start and stop, start and stop because you won't find anything that's going to uh, concrete you into this life. Whoo, child are there any toes
0: that you ain't (laughs) fixing (laughs) this you are bringing the truth bombs left and right i just feel unworthy not unworthy (laughs) overall don't get y'all twisted i am just like this child right here this child right people should listen to this on repeat this is definitely (laughs) one of those episodes that people need to listen to more than one time wow this has been fire so what i would like to do i know that you have a gift for everyone so i know we're going to talk about that in a second but before we get to the gift which may help with the answer to my question but um i loved how you started off talking about um forgiving yourself yes because one of the things that i see a lot uh in my client work is that when somebody gets an aha about how they have been showing up or Mm -hmm. how they have been impacting themselves, there's a lot of guilt or, ah, man, I wish I would have Mm -hmm. that you can't do anything about because it has already happened. So is there something that you do when you need to forgive yourself so that you can move on to the next step?
1: Yes. So one of the things I like to stay very self-aware which I'm sure that's not a surprise. Um, (laughs) So I am continually, um, I continually have me days and I do a lot of uh, journaling and I do a lot of questioning of myself, a lot of introspection. And so when I do find that I have, you know, done wrong against my own self, um, I have to first acknowledge that I did it. Right, that's the first thing. Um, I acknowledge my wrong, and then I say I forgive you, and I love you, and I know that when you made that decision, you weren't you know you weren't in the place that you are now. You didn't have the knowledge that you have now. You didn't have the boundaries that you have now. You made the best decision at that time. But now that you are fully aware and acknowledge, you know, what needs to be done and how to move forward to keep yourself in a safe place and to continually show love to yourself. This is how we'll do better next time. So that's how I get past that.
0: That's absolutely beautiful. Uh, That was absolutely beautiful. I love that. Tell me about the gift you have for my listeners, because, yes, there are a lot of women and some men. Hello, guys. Tell me the gift that you have for my audience just for being
1: wise enough to listen to this particular episode. Absolutely. So I have a gift. It is affirmations for the curvy woman. Any woman can listen, though, but it is affirmations to help her build self-worth and self-confidence.
0: So how do these affirmations work,
1: Trinette? Do I listen just one time? Oh, absolutely not. Affirmations, I would say listen to them on repeat. (laughs) You listen to the affirmations on repeat. One of the things that I like to do is I turn it on when I'm driving. I'll turn it on during my alone time. I'll turn it on when I am writing in my journal. Anytime that you have some free time or even if you're washing dishes and you want to listen to positivity in your mind to help reset your mind. It helps to deprogram the thoughts that you had. Right. And reprogram them with with those positive things about who you are. So definitely you want to keep this on repeat. You also may want to have a notebook next to you. When you have a chance, because like I said, not all the time will you have a chance. Just listening on repeat is good. But when you do have time to sit down to yourself, have a notebook and write how you're feeling, write what you're thinking and write where you want to go with this. Because once they become a part of you, how will you utilize these new tools? How will you utilize these new thoughts? How will that translate into new behaviors for you? What goals do you have for yourself? These are all the things that you should be thinking about writing down and discussing with yourself to move forward. You also can use these affirmations when you're listening to them on repeat. They may bring up things and you write them down, jot them down, speak, you know, speak to someone about them, right? If, if it triggers something in you. Speak to your coach. Talk to a therapist if you need to. But definitely keep these on repeat. They'll definitely help you.
0: Absolutely glorious. I thank you so much. I was right to be excited and telling everybody about this episode, even before we got down to before we got down to talk. I was, that's right. Mother loves to be right. I was right about this topic. I was right about you. If folks want more information, they can absolutely go to curvyfitchicks.com. This will all be in the show notes, but Trinette's site is curvyfitchicks.com. And you can get her affirmations at bit.ly slash curvygift. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash curvygift. Again, that will be in the show notes, which you can find right here on the website. I thank you so much, Trinette, for blessing my audience in this way. And I definitely feel like there is an encore in our future. So until then, I thank you so much for being here.
1: I thank you so kindly for this invitation to even speak with you. I'm so honored and I'm so humbled by this invitation and I I wish the best for your listeners as they continue on their journey to be full of confidence and to walk boldly and courageously into who they are.